So the scripture that says, in this world you will have trials and tribulations. <clears throat> and it says, but count it all joy, because I've overcome the world. You know, that, that, that scripture has always been a little perplexing. And I've always wanted to get what it's saying. <laughs> but it's never really sunk in. It's always been diverted by the stuff that I'm dealing with by the trials and tribulations uh, but I was just sitting here and meditating on it and it says that count it all joy you know in this world you're going to have trials you're going to have tribulations you're going to have stuff that happens you're going to have stuff that you can't control bad things you know things that irritate you things that are a nuisance and some things that are really potentially a big deal like life changing <clears throat> if you let it get to you and uh, what I feel like is when I was thinking about it this is you know count them all joy and it said because I have overcome the world so it says in this world you're going to have these things but it says count it all joy because I've overcome the world so what he's saying is you can count those things that are in the world the trials and tribulations that seem to be coming against you you can count them as all joy because he has overcome the very thing that those trials and tribulations are in. He's overcome the world. <clears throat> and I realized just this morning, I actually said out loud, <laughs> I'm dealing with some really, really heavy stuff, potentially, uh, you know, the potential of, of hundreds of thousands of dollars on a, on a, on a business deal that's has not gone the way it was supposed to go. <clears throat> not by anything that I've done, except for being stupid and not checking things out, per se. And isn't that what we get into, too? Don't we, like, deal with uh, self-condemnation? We deal with shame, and we're like, oh, I'm so stupid. Why didn't I think of that? And then Satan comes around, and he's like, oh, you kind of deserve it. You kind of deserve it. It's kind of your own fault. You should have known better. And it's true. But the good news is, is God's a good God, and he's a good dad. And he, he takes care of me and protects me and fights my battles for me no matter what. Because that's what a good dad does. That's what I do for, with my kids. And I'm not a better dad than him. So I was thinking that and out of my mouth I said, you know, Father, I thank you for these trials and tribulations I'm going through right now. I don't thank you that, I, that I'm dealing with them. I, I thank you because I'm dealing with them like I've never dealt with them before. Like, I'm experiencing peace at a level that I've never experienced peace before. I'm experiencing a life where I'm not constantly thinking about it. A life where it's not bogging me down. It's not affecting my relationships. It's not affecting me hearing his voice. It's not, it's not the only thing I think about all day long. In fact, I, I barely think about it at all. And I realized, I think the way we're able to count these trials and tribulations all joy is when we focus on how good our father is when we focus on what an amazing dad that he is to us and that he always wants good for us and he's always trying to take bad things and turn them into good he's always looking at trying to upgrade us and take us to the next level always and if we're focusing on that then we can count it all joy because you can't focus on two things at once. You can't focus on the trials and tribulations 
and on how good your father is all at the same time. You can't. And as long as you're focusing on how good your father is, then you can't, you're not going to be even thinking about those other things because you're just going to be going, man, God, you're so good. Father, you're so good to me. You're so good. You're such a good father. You're such a good father. You got me in your hand. You're such a good father. You know, it says that God will keep you in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee because you trust in him. So if your mind is not stayed on him and these trials and tribulations are, are tormenting you and affecting your sleep, they're affecting your rest, they're affecting your relationships, they're affecting you raising your kids, they're causing you to, to uh, reply and respond meanly to other situations and you think it's okay, you think that's okay because that's just normal because you don't understand how much pressure I'm under, newsflash, you're wrong. It's not okay. It's not flipping okay. Because you have a father who loves you. And the, the problem is, is your focus. You're focused on the problem. You're focused on the trial and tribulation instead of being focused on how much your father loves you. It says he will keep you. He will keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on thee because you trust in him. So anytime that we're dealing with stuff like this, and it seems to be at the forefront of our mind all the time, there's no condemnation, but we need to step back and we need to realize, okay, I don't trust him. Because if I trusted him, my mind would be on how good he is and not on this problem. And then you just got to press in. You got you to gotta get back to the word of God. You got to go read Psalms 139. <laughs> you got to go read Psalms uh, where it says that forget not all his benefits, Psalms 103. You got to get back in the word and you got to re renew your mind to no wait, No, he's good. He's good. Because see, it says God will keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on him. So as long as your mind, your focus is on him and how good he is, then you'll have perfect peace. It says, let not your heart be troubled. Well, that means that's telling us that we can actually control. It's not the situation. It's not what we're going through. That's a big excuse. We need to quit. We need to quit making excuses and we need to take responsibility and realize the Bible says that let not your heart be troubled. That means it's up to me. I don't have to let my heart be troubled. I don't have to let my heart be troubled. I can choose to focus on my father and how good he is and that he wants good things for me. And by focusing on him, my heart will not be troubled. It says, cast all your cares on him and he'll care for you. So what's that mean? Well, you cast your cares on your father and it says, then he'll care for you. See, all these truths, they, they require partnership. They require us to partner with God or with the problems or with Satan. God can do nothing in our life without faith. Satan can do nothing in our life without fear. They're both always trying to get us to partner with them so that we can see the, the, that part manifest. We can see peace and life manifest. Or, or fear and death manifest. So they have to have agreement. So all these, all these promises are yes and amen, but they require agreement. They require us to do something as well. See, he said he'll keep us in perfect peace, but we have to keep our mind on him. It says, cast all your cares on him and I'll care for you, but it requires us casting. If you go fishing and you cast out your fishing rod, if you don't cast out your fishing rod, you're not going to catch anything. You can put the fattest worm on the, on the, you can have the best bait that you want. 
But if you, if you don't cast it onto the water, you're never going to catch a fish. It's impossible. It's the same thing with the peace of God. <laughs> if you do not cast your cares on your father, then you're never going to catch his perfect peace. Cast all your cares on him, and then he'll care for you. So if you're not casting your cares on him, then you, you are essentially stopping him from having legal right to care for you. <clears throat> so by, by you worrying about your troubles and focusing on your troubles, you are actually, you're actually closing the door on God's ability to care for you. Because it says, cast your cares on him and I will care for you. Which means the opposite is true. If I don't cast my cares on him, then he can't care for me. So I just encourage you this morning, cast your cares on him. And let him care for you. Because he's a good dad. When was the last time you saw your three-year-old nervous or anxious about anything? It says... If you want to inherit the kingdom of heaven, you must become like a little child. You must. And I think we need to start learning how to become younger and younger and younger in the kingdom of heaven. So that we can fully inherit the kingdom of heaven. Because the younger we get in Christ, the more the kingdom of heaven is released to us. Because of our innocence and because of our trust. No one has trust in their father like a three-year-old, a two-year-old. Nobody does. They don't worry about anything because they know their dad's got their back and that's the way we need to be with our heavenly father bless you